And hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million. And I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And after months of anticipation, the Anthony Davis trade has finally been made, and he is finally going to Los Angeles to join the Lakers and LeBron James. So, of course, Rich Paul, we've heard the stories about trying to get the Lakers and the Pelicans to trade Anthony Davis at the deadline. We all know what happened at the deadline and really how it kind of imploded the Lakers season at that point. But after months of waiting, it's finally happened as David Griffin gets quite the haul back for Anthony Davis, who didn't want to be there in Really, everything's turned up roses for the Pelicans. I mean, we can talk, we'll talk the losers and winners of this trade, but everything is turned up. They get the number one pick, they're going to get Zion, they get a great haul, and they're already reported getting multiple offers for the number four pick. So it's a good day for them. I mean, you look at this, this trade. I mean, the Lakers trading Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingham, Josh Hart, and three first round picks, including the fourth pick this year for Anthony Davis. To me, this is a no-brainer for both sides. On the Lakers side, to me, they kept their best young player, Kyle Kuzma, who, to me, will be a great three behind Anthony Davis and behind LeBron James. Now, I'm going to stay with the Lakers for a second. The Lakers, does Anthony Davis make them better? Yes. But the Lakers didn't address the elephant in the room, and that's their three-point shooting. They're not a good three-point shooting team. So for me, what's going to put them over the top and before you can really make them a legitimate contender, and I do think that they will be a legitimate contender in the West next year, they need a three-point shooter. I'm not talking about a great three-point shooter, but they need at least a shooter or two that can come in in big spots and get some big shots. Now, it will be interesting to see what they do in free agency. Could they potentially try to go after a different guard like a Kimball Walker? That's possible. Could they try to get some shooter, maybe even a trade? But to me, at least they have the foundation. They have Anthony Davis. They have LeBron James. And for me, I think this will also work out well for them because I do think it will allow LeBron to take some nights off, Anthony Davis to take some nights off. They can flip and flop. The one thing I always get concerned about with Anthony Davis and LeBron was LeBron has struggled playing with bigs because he wants the lane open, so I will be fascinated to see how he will be employed. It will be interesting, especially the first two months, because I think they're going to have to get used to playing with each other. But after months, it's finally happened. And a lot of this is a little bit of luck, too, because to me, the reason this trade got done was because the Lakers got the fourth pick, because of the value of that fourth pick. If they did not get a high draft pick, I do think it would have been a lot harder. And for the players they traded away... I mean, I like Josh Hart, but the other two, Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, they have baggage. Ingram's got the heart issue, and Lonzo Ball's missed more than half of his playing time with injuries. And I thought it was funny, too. One of the best was getting the LeVar Ball action, saying it's the worst trade in Lakers history, or it's going to be the worst trade. And I was like, wait a minute. Uh, You do realize the Shaq trade, right? They traded in Miami, and he won a title in Miami. I mean, there's been a lot worse Laker trades. And I do like Lonzo Ball a lot. To be fair, I actually like him a lot better. I think he's a great defender. He helps LeBron, especially defending the perimeter. I actually really like Lonzo Ball. I think he can be a very good player. But my concern with him has always been his health. And once again, 
I will say this, he has missed more than half the games he was potentially allowed to play because of health issues. But the Pelicans also get what they wanted. They get a great draft pick. They get two additional first-round picks. They get some good young players to put around Zion Williamson. I mean, they are going to have valuable players, and they're already talking about trading the fourth pick to either get more picks or potentially get another player. I mean, this is a team that they build this right. They can have a good young core, especially around Zion. And here's the biggest thing for them. What was the biggest problem with them and Anthony Davis? It was not giving him a good supporting cast. If you want to keep Zion in New Orleans long term and keep him from going to a different team, the best way to do that is give him a great team around him. Put the pieces around him to be successful. And I do think they're off to a good start. Lonzo's a good perimeter player. He can move the ball, especially on the wing. You get some good, nice pieces around him. You get draft picks. You can get some young players. I wouldn't be shocked if they try to trade for R.J. Barrett uh, to pair him up with Zion. There's a lot of different things that could happen there. But overall, both teams got what they wanted. The Pelicans, they got a lot of very good young players and a lot of draft capital. And potentially more at the fourth pick because that pick is incredibly valuable. Meanwhile, the Lakers... They got the star power. They got the headlines. This was as bad of a season in Lakers history as I can remember. I mean, you looked at how the season ended. But now you look. Lakers have a legitimate shot to get to the championship next year. They have two great players, Bonafide, and I do think Kuzma can be a legitimate number three in a big three. If they can get a shooter or two, maybe at the deadline, maybe in free agency, they're going to be a tough out. LeBron, I think, will be motivated. He will be rested because he didn't play in the playoffs this year. And also, don't forget, he's heard everything in the media. I think he will be incredibly motivated next year. Especially now that there's some blood in the water with Golden State. Two things are going to happen with Golden State. Either they keep everybody, but they're going to miss significant time with injuries, or they're going to lose Kevin Durant. They're not going to be the same team next year. I think LeBron knows that. I mean, I'm looking at the West. There's still going to be some very good teams. But it'll be interesting to see how they can improve. Outside of the Clippers, maybe getting Kawhi. I think you're going to see a lot of these teams kind of set for next season. I do think Portland will be difficult. Especially if they don't get shooters for the Lakers. Because that's a team with a great backcourt that can score a lot of points. That could be a hard mismatch for them. But today, I'm not one of these people that's going to already put them in the championship. But now in the Western Conference, they are a legitimate contender. LeBron's happy. They have Anthony Davis. And to me, the Lakers made a decision. And this was the hardest thing I think the Lakers have had to deal with over the last couple months is they haven't made the decisions. I don't think they've been convicted in what they've been trying to do. I mean, you hear about all the different things about why Magic left, about how, you know, he wanted to fire Luke Walton, but Jeannie didn't want to fire him. There's a lot of indecision with that organization. And for me, and I said this before, what's the plan? They have to have a plan. It's either you go all in on LeBron or you trade him and you rebuild. And to me, they've made that clear. They are going for it with LeBron. And look, they have a short window. When LeBron joined the Lakers, I felt the two best years for him were going to be years two and three. Because year one, they still had a young team. They were still trying to figure things out. He was coming to a new organization. 
I thought that year one was going to be the year where there was going to be evaluation to see what players LeBron wanted and maybe make a deal at the deadline, but we all know that didn't happen. And I thought years two and year three would be the sweet spot because LeBron was probably looking at it and saying, look, Golden State, they're going to probably win the championship, and or at least in this case, this year win the Western Conference. I think he was looking at it like, okay, year one's going to be evaluation. Evaluation's over. They've made the move to get Anthony Davis. I think that the next two years, this will be crucial. It's a short window for L.A., but it is a window. And I do think that you have a lot of young teams in the Western Conference. But you also have two teams that could potentially be fading out with the Rockets. They're getting older. They have limited cap space with the Chris Paul deal. And you also look at the Warriors. What's going to happen with them, with the injuries, with the resignings? This is a two-year window for the Lakers. So I would not be surprised if they get some good shooters in the offseason. That's really the missing piece. And I do think Anthony Davis makes them a bigger team. But the big key will be, can they address the elephant in the room, which is can they get some three-point shooters in the shooter's league? That's going to be the difference. And if the Lakers can somehow figure out how to do that, then this could be their opportunity to finally get back to the NBA Finals. And it's interesting. A couple days ago, it didn't look like this was going to happen. I mean, we've heard about the reports of Boston, the offer they were going to get. But the Lakers got very fortunate with that fourth pick because it was incredibly valuable. And the Lakers, give them credit. They have drafted very well over the last couple of years. A lot of these young players, they drafted. They found that talent. And even though they're not going to have first-round picks in this window with LeBron, I think they realize they're either going to be full rebuild or go for it. And when you have LeBron, especially locked in, it's just easier to go for it. They brought Anthony Davis. Now it will be interesting. Can they both recruit another player potentially this offseason? Can they make a move in the midseason? But today, I think the Lakers are better than they were yesterday. I think they got rid of players that had baggage with them. Monzo Ball with his dad with his injuries. Ingram with the heart issue. And for the Pelicans, if you're a Pelicans fan, you should be excited. You got rid of a player who didn't want to be there and who was going to leave you. You got three players that can help develop your future star in Zion Williamson when he first walks into the NBA. But you also have a plethora of picks and a fourth pick that you can maybe swap to get another great young player or get even more draft capital. I mean, you have to look today and you have to feel good about David Griffin because he's going to have pieces. And I'm not saying that they can maybe be the Boston Celtics of the West, but they have some good building pieces moving forward. And if they draft well, this could be a very good team. And more importantly, they can make it attractive for Zion to play because Anthony Davis didn't want to play because they couldn't get him stars there. But if you build a very good team around Zion that's competitive and can potentially be a playoff contender and get far in the playoffs over the next couple of years, that's going to be hard to leave. It's easy to leave a dysfunctional organization or an organization that doesn't have talent around you. It's a lot harder when you have a good organization that's fully committed to you and will do whatever they can to get the pieces around you. And finally, I've been kind of saying this, and being from the New York area, I'm not surprised, because it just seems like there's a lot of bad luck with some of these New York teams. And for the Knicks, this was a bad day for the New York Knicks. And for the NBA, 
this is why everyone, I say until things are done, don't get ideas in your head. Because for the last two months, all I've been hearing from New York Knicks fans has been, we're getting Kevin Durant, we're getting Zion, we're getting Kyrie. And this morning, reports are Kyrie is favored to go to the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant likely won't play next year. And now Zion Williamson's going to go to New Orleans. And I thought the one thing the Knicks could potentially do was go after Anthony Davis. Because I said they had the third pick. And it could be very attractive to New Orleans to say, you know what? We'll trade you Anthony Davis for the third pick so we can get R.J. Barrett to repair him up with Zion. But once again, the Knicks, they don't have a good roster. They don't have a good roster. And that, to me, was the difference. Because even though the third pick in this draft has incredible value compared to the fourth pick, because I think R.J. Barrett is going to be a very good player in this league and a very good score. The big issue, Nick didn't have any other players. The Lakers and the Celtics, when you look at their offers, the draft picks weren't as good, but they had some good young players to build around. Nick's didn't have that. And I said it during the draft lottery on a previous episode. I said, I think the NBA kind of regrets changing the lotto system this year because... Getting Zion to the Knicks would have been huge. And now, I don't know what the Knicks do. In some ways, I think they're probably just bearing off drafting Barrett and trying to build around him and build around a young team. Because even though Kevin Durant could be great, there's a lot of risk with that. Because you don't know when he's going to be back. And more importantly, you don't know what type of player he's going to be when he gets back. He might not be the same player again. And this is a guy, too, with Durant. He's had some lower body issues, and that's not exactly a good thing when you're getting an older seven-foot player. They're not going to get Kyrie. I think he's going to go to Brooklyn. They didn't get Zion. Everything is working against the Knicks, and I think the league cannot be happy about that because I know the Knicks are dysfunctional. I know the Knicks, for people outside of New York, they don't understand how valuable New York is. And I have to explain to people you don't understand the importance of the New York market. The New York market is the number one media market in the country. And even if the Nets are great, that will help. The Knicks are the big team in New York. You want them to be good. You want the number one media market to have intrigue. And they've been terrible for two decades. And I understand it's been the ownership. It's been the owner. It's been the front office. But you wake up as a Knicks fan today, it just feels like the universe is against you. You didn't get the number one pick. Kevin Durant gets hurt. And now, to me, the backup backup plan was to try to get Anthony Davis, and that isn't going to work. So it will be a very interesting offseason for the Knicks. I can't wait to see what they do. I think that they could go some different directions, maybe get a Kimball Walker. They could go full rebuild mode. But either way, I think the NBA today is going, this is great for L.A., This is great for New Orleans, but man, New York, they just cannot get a break. And once again, the number one media market has a team that isn't interesting. But the good news is the Lakers, they finally have AD. 
They will be interesting to watch next year. New Orleans with Zion and all these young kids, and now the draft picks will be interesting. So we haven't even gotten to free agency yet, and already, already this offseason for the NBA is a game changer. And once free agency hits, oh boy, this is going to get very, very entertaining. And I can't wait to see what the fallout is. And that will do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Make sure to follow and subscribe on YouTube or wherever podcasts are available, such as on Spotify, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Apple and iTunes Podcasts, wherever they're available, you can listen. You can also get in contact with the show, richsportstalk at gmail.com or through any of our social media outlets using the handle Rich Sports Talk. But I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Once again, thank you so much for joining us here today. Until next time, this is Rich Sports Talk.